0: What's up, everybody? We're back on the Founder Hour. I am your co-host, Posh. And I'm Pat. And we're back with Lilit Cardanian. We had her on yesterday's episode as well. And hopefully you guys got a chance to tune into that story. And I want to pick up where we left off. Uh, You mentioned a little bit about Jacqueline Hill and that whole YouTube Mm -hmm. moment that really sparked LC and took it to the next level. But I want to kind of delve deeper into the power of social media and YouTube and how that was able to develop your personal brand and your professional uh, brand as well. Uh, and I recall at one point you were called Makeup by Lilith on mm-hmm. Instagram. And how did that start? And how did you even jump on that whole Instagram bandwagon? And how'd you know that there was something there?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I jumped on Instagram the second it was available. I'll yeah. have to say that. <laughs> and I didn't know that what I didn't know it was that it, the, the beauty community would just blow up for social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very busy with. My clientele and my students, and I was just kind of sharing the behind the scenes, you know, showing little uh, sneak peeks of looks that I create. And it just because makeup is so visual, I think that's a huge part of why it started to bloom. And, you know, I was with social media, Instagram from the beginning, and the community of friends that I built from the beginning. Became my biggest supporters. Yeah. Biggest supporters yeah. later. Yeah. Um. And, and around this time,
2: had YouTube like become a makeup kind of was there a makeup community on YouTube or? Uh,
1: there was. Or was it, it was like, smaller. Yeah. It was smaller. I was not very involved in YouTube. Not involved in YouTube at all, actually, because I was teaching. Uh, my students were paying about three thousand dollars to learn from me. Right. So it was not something I was willing mm-hmm. to put Just out put into out the real- world for yeah. free. And um. You know, and, and it was really important for my students to learn hands on from me and practice and really get certified, you know, legit instead of doing it online and just kind of making a name for myself. But you're not a professional. I don't want to say uh, you're not a professional. You're not a professional makeup artist in that sense where you, you're not working with the student one on one in order to perfect their skills.
0: Right.
1: I hope I worded that right. I'm not offending you. Yeah, I think what you
0: mean is that it's very different that. When you're watching something on social media and just kind of learning the basics versus actually practicing on a human being. Right. You know, it's one thing to like watch somebody podcast and it's another thing to like actually go out and ask questions. Yeah, and and exactly. Practice versus kind of like the theory and the visual, just listening.
1: Absolutely. And I felt like I had a lot to offer because I Mm -hmm. was in the industry at that point for about 10 years. So I didn't want it I did not want to seem like i'm just trying to brand myself i was really just trying to build a business
0: so what kind of uh content were you putting on social media
1: at the time it you know nothing was curated it was just so raw and real and i would do a client's makeup and i'd be like hey do you mind if i like share your image on instagram no problem and so what Because I had, at that point, built a name for myself because I had my studio, now the customers were really proud to get their makeup done by me. Mm -hmm. So now they were all posting their photos and tagging me. And that's kind of where my growth began because I had so many clientele, And even my students were tagging me. And I really use social media to promote my classes as well. So it'd be day one, this is what we're working on Mm -hmm. today. Day two, look at how... Well, my student is doing day three and, you know, and it just, I was able to show everything that I'm doing and it inspired a lot of uh, aspiring makeup artists to kind of jump on the wagon with me and be like, hey, well, I want to learn from her. She's a professional. Look at what she's doing. Look at what her clients look like. I want to make my clients look like the way she does. So it just kind of rolled into uh, the, again, went back to the support of my customers
2: and, and I, at what point did, um, did you kind of start looking at it as more of like a serious, like, uh, whether it's a marketing or promotional platform or just storytelling for you? Like, when did you, was there like a moment where you're like, oh, now I need to have a, like a legit Instagram strategy or even, do you even have one to this uh, day? more
1: recently I do yeah. because I've transitioned so much, uh, into a mom and a business or not hair. doing makeup. So I've been transitioning and I'm trying to make that really clear on my ah. socials, um, but I want to say, I, I I felt like I always took it seriously because I realized what it was doing to my right. schedule and my clientele and my classes getting filled up.
2: You saw like a direct ROI. Yeah, yeah.
1: direct. Yeah. And at the time, you had a lot of accounts who would share your work if they loved it. And you know if Anastasia or uh, Vegas Ney at the time, if these mm-hmm. big Instagrammers were reposting you, you were getting mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of followers overnight, and that's kind of how it grew at the time so once I saw that happening I started to be more active and mm-hmm, tried to get mm-hmm. cleaner images and tried to right. do mini tutorials it was 15 seconds at the time yeah, and just trying to like
0: I love that now that I look back it's like now I have to watch a fucking movie like yeah no it's Instagram. so
1: long yeah. and you know honestly <laughs> people just move on from it they yeah, don't it's, even want to
0: 15 seconds just get the hell
2: out of here. we were you. talking about it offline it's like this you know I mean people's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter so you need to be
0: really really methodical and mm-hmm. good with your mm-hmm. content
1: exactly Exactly. So
0: So at the time, did you consider yourself a beauty influencer? I didn't.
1: I haven't considered myself a beauty influencer until I actually stopped doing makeup. And I was like, (laughs) okay, well, I'm not a makeup artist. So what am I? And I could only uh, refer to myself as an influencer because I was influencing makeup. I was influencing uh, being a business owner. I was influential in those aspects. So that's when I kind of started to consider myself as an influencer. Before that, I was a makeup artist, I was a mm-hmm. business owner, I, was, I had yeah. a school, you know, it was just kind of, I was identifying right. myself in different ways. But you
0: were never getting paid by other brands, were you?
1: Never, never. Um, I've only taken that seriously in the past year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I've always worked with many brands, even though I started develop my, developing my own right. line, I was always playing and receiving a lot of PR packages from almost every brand you could think of. And I was promoting them a lot too, because again... It wasn't always about the pay. It was about you know uh, branding yourself, and mm-hmm. you know if they're reposting on their channels and promoting me through their right. different yeah. brands and channels, then it was growing my brand, and that's kind of what I wanted and needed mm-hmm. in order to like um, you know establish myself with within different communities.
2: And so, f- for those listening who like have sort of, I mean, have discovered that they have a passion for for makeup and um, are kind of. Playing around with it, trying to, to to hopefully create a career out of it. What I guess, what advice would you give them in this day and age? Oh,
1: in this day and age, I'm 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 gonna just be completely honest and say it's so much harder. Yeah, it's ten times harder now than it was even last year. Yeah, um, it's very saturated, and the only advice I would give is to figure out a way to make yourself stand out, and that could be you're doing before and afters. That could be uh something, you know, I've Gora Vidisin in Russia. She's going out and finding, you know, homeless off the street, giving them makeovers. I mean, not that not to say that this is what everybody needs to do. Right. But just find something that's gonna make you stand out and be consistent and uh be very active with it. Otherwise, you know, you're just another makeup artist posting another makeup look on the social. Yeah. So it's all... I mean,
0: it's everywhere. Like, I mean, I don't even follow it and I see yeah. everybody. Yeah. Not, not only is yeah. it
2: saturated with just makeup artists and even and products, but even with content. Like, there's yeah. so much content there's, out there where it's like, how do you set yourself apart? It's crazy.
1: Right. And, you know, people started setting themselves apart with clickbait and yep. c- contouring their face with pizza. And, it, you know, <laughs> you're just... You know, are you good, are everything? you going to be yeah. that artist? Five to ways to
0: look like Kim Kardashian. Exactly. So <laughs> what, like, do you, what
1: what do you do? Do you stay at, like serious as a makeup artist and go on the route yeah. that you believe you can go in or mm-hmm. do you do these things to grow on social media? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you kind of have to pick and choose your battles or the most important thing that I would say is networking. If you network the right way and you can network continuously, then that's going to help you with the growth.
0: Lilith with LC, have you put this in the hands of other beauty influencers or just influencers in general?
1: absolutely absolutely um so i how does that
0: work can you give us a little bit about like kind of like the influencer marketing program i guess right
1: right so i i feel very blessed and lucky that i grew up with this community that is um you know the Jaclyn hills of the world Mm -hmm. and um anytime i launch something new Uh, We have PR packages that we send to all of these influencers. Um, You know, you don't force them to talk about it. You don't, they don't have to like it. They don't have to love it. Um, It's kind of like,
2: here's a gift. Thank you for your support. Here's a gift. And and, and everyone kind of knows, like, I should, yeah. Yeah, try
1: it out. If you love it and you could talk about it, great. If you don't like it you'll still get another one too. next next, next you'll product you'll still get another one yeah yeah, yeah. so it's <laughs> well um, if you hate
0: it you might not get another one <laughs> yeah. but that's a different story no well, i
1: mean you know we we pretty much have the same yeah. same yeah, yeah, list yeah, yeah. same people and you can't expect everyone to love it right every single product there's actually so much being put out on the market that it's getting harder and harder to have your products stand out so it just right. needs to be more and more unique mm-hmm. um so that community has been really supportive other brands or bigger brands have to have a budget for these things. Right. You love it. You want to talk about it. Great. You want me to talk about it. Well, this is my fee. Yeah. I do love it, but if I'm going to create a YouTube video talking that's about your, your particular time. product, yeah. and I'm going to sell out your products in your industry, then um, I'm your marketing tool now. You right. know. So I that's why I say I feel really lucky and blessed because these people are my friends, which doesn't mean that they're going to say they love it but right. when they don't. They're still very honest, and um, I just appreciate that they are open to trying my products out still.
2: Which I think, I mean, th- I'm glad you bring that up, kind of that honesty factor of mm-hmm. like, you know, um, I think it's kind of like a universal thing that hopefully everyone is sort of on the same page on um, that it's like, you know, just because you're getting paid doesn't mean that you have to give like a raving, p- mm-hmm. positive review. Like I mean, someone we had on the podcast, actually, I think it was the founder of Hotlook. Um, mm. he said that when he was like sending, um, like just clothes to like women, he's, he noticed people were already like reviewing his products on YouTube, but it's mm-hmm. like, hate or love it, review it. Even if you d- hate it, just say you hate it. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, just but talk like, Just talk about <laughs> it. Exactly. So, uh, it's gonna, you know, I think that kind of content, uh, uh, the, the honest content stands out a lot when it comes to influencers too.
1: It does. And the, the consumers now know, you know, exactly. uh, versus maybe last year, the year before it was kind of like. Is this paid? Is this not? Do we exactly. trust them? Do we not? Right. But now it's like you have to write that it's mm-hmm. an ad. You have to say that it's sponsored. And so it's up to the viewer to decide, well, okay, well, I've been following this person for a while. Do I trust their opinion? Mm-hmm. You know, the last two things I bought that they said that they loved, I actually hated. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to move on to this influencer because the things that she referred are, you know, things that are, I enjoy.
0: Right, right. Lily, Where do you see the future of social media going in terms of your business, you know, whether it's Instagram or You know, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, you know, Snap, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. What's the new one? TikTok. Like, you (laughs) know, what's the future of it, you know, from somebody's perspective who's using it all the time? Um,
1: You know, if you ask some of the other influencers in the community last year, everyone was talking about the beauty community is going up in flames because it started to become pretty ridiculous with uh, the fees that the influencers started charging there's so much uh, on the market that now consumers cannot buy all of them. They yeah. can only buy one or two things. They don't yeah. have the budget to buy everything mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. launching 20 oh, times yeah. a week. So, you know, the, the, the brands are not getting the ROI and in the investment with the influencers. The influencers are like, look, I'm worth it. This is how much viewership I bring. Viewership doesn't mean buyers. And it just starts to get, it started to get a little tangled. And so they were talking about the beauty community going in flames. For me, I think that, you know, for every influencer, we have our own clientele base, right? I have my own fan base. It's a matter of just staying kind of true to who you are and Mm -hmm. staying true to your brand. That's not going to let you get up, get tangled in that community. So I think beauty community will be what you make it be. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. if you get mixed up in that stuff. Yeah, then
2: the drama. Like I hear a lot, like people say like I'm an Instagram influencer, I'm a YouTube influencer. Well, it's like actually you're just an influencer. It doesn't matter the platform. Like if you build an influencer like reputation or like, I mean that's who you are, then whatever the platform is, hopefully you're on there influencing too, right?
1: Right. So, <laughs> I, I mean I only started a YouTube a year ago. And I never considered myself a YouTube influencer. You know, I was—I'm not—I I still say I'm not a YouTuber. I just have content that's on YouTube. Until so I talk to a YouTube agent, they're like, "No, you're you're a YouTube influencer. You're actually doing great." And you know, don't look at these sub—you sub, know—beauty influencers that are subscribed with like millions of followers because sometimes people are looking for something new and refreshing. And you can be that new and refreshing. And I kind of stick to my ways when I do do my YouTube. I don't put on a YouTube personality. I just kind of am who yeah. I am. And I start mm-hmm. to really educate and teach through mm-hmm. my YouTube channel. So mm-hmm. I try to stick to who I am and stand out in that way.
0: What's your favorite social media platform?
1: I have to stay, say it's still Instagram.
0: Still Instagram. It's
1: still Instagram, yeah. I think it's the...
0: Are you more of a story girl?
1: Um, I feel like I used to be when I was on Snapchat. Yeah. I was, you know... Say stories for like an hour, you know. <laughs> I think I'm,
0: I'm, a, I'm a story girl. <laughs> Are you story girl? I mean, it, it, it just you get with the posts these days, you get like zero engagement. Yeah, it's insane with how I, the algorithm is.
1: Yeah, I feel like because social media, Instagram became it became too much work. Yeah as far as curating the right content and yeah, it's gotta look know, all I posted pretty. makeup you know I, but next thing i should do fashion and next thing i should do yeah. this it's so curated that like people aren't liking like they used to they're like all right we've seen this before
2: yeah
1: but i feel like people I'm are i feel like
2: people aren't seeing it that's why i think that like what he's saying is oh, like the algorithm a, has yeah, a lot to do with yeah algorithm definitely it too. is changing a lot cuz yeah. like um, people are on instagram all day like i just i mean i not just myself but like i see other people are like always on instagram but mm-hmm. and like even more now than they were probably yeah. 5 four, Four or five years ago, but Mm -hmm. why uh, engagement has gone down in certain areas? Yeah, I think
1: algorithm has a lot to do with the exhaustion of like too many similar images. Started, yeah, so stories I like because I feel like I can just I don't have to curate it. Yeah, I just am who I am, and this is what's going on in my day. I'm a regular person, I'm cooking, I have a daughter, and this is what we're doing, and this is what we're well, you know, what's
0: interesting. And Pat and I always talk about this. I think that a lot of the content, even a lot of companies that are going to start in these next few years. It's going to be kind of like an homage to the past. Like the things from the past are going to come back Mm -hmm. because everyone was putting on this mask. Like, oh, we are this person. No, you're not. Like how long can you keep that act going? So I think people are eventually – I mean not eventually. They're already starting to just kind of like falter and be like, okay, that's not really who I am. Mm -hmm. Like now the new cool is just like you. Yes. You know, if you were just like trying too hard – it's obvious like Mm -hmm. you were sick of that everybody's like you like you know we don't want to see that anymore so being unique i guess like being yourself is like cool now which is good i think Mm -hmm. it's a good thing so Mm -hmm. i think that might be like the destruction that happens on social media for the fake influencers or the fake you know people that are on,
1: especially with the beauty community like you said as well because uh before it used to be the cleaner the image the more professional looking you know this these were the images that people want to see now they want selfies raw the raw real and you know it is going back to kind of where instagram social media started that was the the point it's all about being
2: relatable like if you're not relatable these days it's like you're automatically checked off as like you know unattainable not you know my style just like don't like that person exactly (laughs) exactly well, yeah, it's no question. I mean, Instagram, YouTube, whatever platform, massive opportunity. And I think, you know, I mean, it, the only way it's going to change if it self-destructs and we'll see what happens. Um, but <laughs> thanks for sharing your insight.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.